Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're here on the Sunday show, Shona Ronan, episode 46. We're here to talk about One Piece, Undone Luck, MHA, and JJK. So let's start the show and show our beautiful faces. Uh, only two people on the panel. Hello, Legendy Vash and Kendo, X anime, or like Sandy to call it, Kayo Ken. How are we doing on this lovely Sunday afternoon with Shona Jump Chapters? One Piece is on break, and Black Clover has nobody mentioning because nobody cares. What? Dude, Black Clover? What's that? Um, <laughs> hey, 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 how's everybody doing? I am doing well. Another kind of mixed mash of uh, we got some things back, but we got some things missing kind of thing. But we're happy to cover the content for y'all. So uh, let's get into it. Again, like I mentioned, we're doing One Piece chapter 1053. We're doing Under Unluck uh, chapter 115, JJK 187, and My chapter 356. We haven't had a new slot for uh, for Ayashiman yet, so you guys want to recommend. We haven't yet decided or have any concrete discussion of what series we should cover. So it's Sakamoto Days, Elusive Samurai, and other series that you guys think that it's good for us to give a highlight to and conversational-wise, then definitely hit us down below because we know Chainsaw Man Part 2 is coming up soon. And the Chainsaw Man author, Fujimoto, just announced that he'll be doing another one-shot on Jump Plus coming out soon on July 4th. So definitely stay tuned to that. If we might cover it on the main show on the Emmy podcast, or I'll show them on it. Stay tuned on that for, for more information. So welcome. How could Goda leave us on the cliffhanger? Oh, yes, we're going to get to that. But you know, that's Oda. Uh, if you don't remember, guys, Kyle Ken, he said that a couple of times last week on our discussion that that's what Oda is. That's what Oda's style is. He always gets to that cliffhanger. But no one, no one seems to like to listen to me when I be pre- preaching the, the One Piece gospel. But here we are again being proven, right? Exactly. So, for that being the case, as you see from our lovely background, uh, we got Kendall's hat and everything. My hat, I'm not going to wear because it's too bendable and I'm too hurt wearing that hat right now. But let's get straight to for the One Piece discussion, chapter 1053, before the big hiatus of a month, so Oda could do his work for One Piece Film Red and for the last arc or last saga or last arc for some people. Um, all means the same. It's coming to end One Piece. So, Kendall, let's get to you. How did you feel about this last chapter, the cliffhanger, the cover page? Sorry, we didn't get a cover page. The color page this time that we got, and we got some um interesting information. How did you feel about this? Sorry about that. Oda is definitely giving us very clear direction as far as what um his intent is as far as releasing content. So we got the beautiful cover spread um, promoting the game. Uh, the gameplay trailer dropped earlier this week, uh, and it's looking good. It's looking to be a good game. I'm excited to see some more things come out for it, but more than likely probably going to be a game that I end up copying. Um, I've been looking for a good One Piece game for a minute, and I feel like this might actually end up being it. So look out for that. Um, probably realistically, if it ends up being anything where I could co-op, it's probably going to be something that I end up streaming with my bro Blackheart. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but as far as just the overall sense of things, uh, general landscape of this is again, like I told you guys, three part, three part kind of like wrap up of what's going on before the little cliffhanger into the break. Yep. Um, talked about last week, the Admiral, um, 
potentially be in some type of what it looks like to maybe be a plant user. Mushrooms was my guess or something to that effect. Uh, still don't have a clear consensus, but it is seeming to trend in that direction. Um, for those of y'all that read the, the raw scans, there's definitely some differences um, with the official scan and the raw scan. So I advise you to go back and read the official release as we always do. Please read the official releases. Agreed. Go ahead and download the Shonen Jump and the Viz Media. It's um, free. Mac. Yep. So just go ahead and check that out. Um, but yeah. I think this is a I think this is a good chapter. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that um I don't know if we're gonna get it off screen, but I remember a, a colleague pointing this out that we don't get a proper interaction between Momo, Momosuke and his sister. So I'm hoping that when we come back, that's what we open with. Because I still think that everyone's all over the place. I don't think they've actually had a moment to really sit down and have a conversation as siblings um and yeah we can we can get into kind of some of some of the more intricacies of the chapter as we break it down but i I'm, thought it was a i thought it was a solid chapter my yeah. overall thoughts is the same like of what kendall said is something that i expected with the cliffhanger uh with the four emperors is something that i didn't expect i thought we we're gonna have you know new title six emperors of the sea even though the two got taken out makes sense that they get replaced um shocked that it it was buggy and not law. I expected that probably law would be put there, but it makes sense that's buggy because both Shanks and Buggy were part of Goldie Rogers um, crew. So it makes sense that I will Buggy has slipped his way through to the right end. And it makes sense because with the rivalry between Buggy and Shanks and Buggy and Luffy makes sense with that correlation. So, like Kendall said, let's break it down because we got the first uh, two, two, three pages of. I'm happy we got a Morgan. Like I said it last week, we I said I hope we get to see Morgan um, from the newspaper and say big news, and he did say those lines. And the Marines and the government were trying to get to the hotline of the newspaper, like yo, take that D name out of the newspaper and everything. But it's because they know they're afraid of the will of D. We still don't have that much concrete information to stand by why the government's afraid of it, but it shows that they have caused a lot of a lot of damages over the years because the will be. And to show that Monkey D. Luffy, Tower of Law, and Eustace Captain Kid all now three billion berry. How do you think about that, Kendall? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought it was also interesting that they picked one. They took one and um, made them the Yonko or the Emperor. So it, it was like uh, intentional trying to bottleneck of the worst generation. I think that was a very key part of what we got from this. Like we talk about being left on a cliffhanger, but really a lot of very like very specific things were we're done and i think that that's like i think that that's super major i think like there's a lot to be said they're also laughing at um you used this coming like no bro i don't know what you did but you're the public enemy right now i'm here to kill you i don't know what you're talking about trying to be all buddy buddy with me right now yeah um before before we jump to him and to to kind of subordinate 
let's get to what happened right before that, uh, which is finding out the grandfather of Momonosuke is alive. We get the confirmation that the grandfather of Momonosuke is alive and he's been in hiding the whole time. And he feels responsible for his son Odin's death and he feels responsible for the fall of the land of Wano. And now Nika Robin has also been doing her own little, little sneak around, trying to do her own research and finding out the actual question that she, she didn't wait no second. She said, hold up. Uh, like, boy was literally telling her about, hey, I almost killed myself, you know, suicide and everything. She said, wait, wait, hold up. Mr. Tango, I have a quick question. I'm certain that somewhere in this country is an ancient western Pluton, the Poneglyph in Alabasta. And he just said, yep, it's here. How did you feel about the reveal, Kendall, about the grandfather being alive and Pluton and the conversation between him and Nico Robin? Yeah, uh, so this is what I was waiting to get to. I was fairly confident, fairly, fairly confident that uh, Pluton was there as well. Um, so I was waiting for this reveal, honestly, personally, in regards to that part of the story and the world building. So I'm super excited about that. Um, uh, the fact that there is someone that there who has the history and can speak to that as well, I think is like super important. Um, so we'll see how that develops. The question is, is he really a friend or is he a foe? I'm I've got a couple questions about really grandpa so? right now. Yeah, I'm I'm there's been Why? a lot of double crossing going on in Wano, man. I'm a I'm a little concerned. Um, even if it's not serving the world government per se, I just feel like um Nico Robin has a target on their back. And I think that she, I, I have this feeling that she might be in danger right now from more than one, from more than one direction. Do you, uh, think, do you think it's because of how, of, of how his face is drawn of him saying it is, do you think it's more that he might be like a secret agent or he might be a person that is trying to get a, not, not have people the hands on, on Pluton? So do you think that that's more of the reason why he was like, fuck, she asked about Pluton as a kill her type of vibe? I I think I think he may be serving a role kind of like a guardian. Um, but again, it might not be, it might just be my skepticism. It might not be anything more than my my super skepticism. I'm not gonna overthink it until I see how it plays out. But but just I've been I've been sensing that there may be more danger for Robin coming up from from since this battle was getting ready to conclude. Um, but it's it's Robin being isolated from the team um, in this very moment. Not that this doesn't happen very often for Robin. But again, I'm just a little I'm just a little weary here because of of, of that, I think. I think because of that. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Hopefully, well, what we know about Robin, Robin can hold her, her own ground unless, unless Grandpa Suzuki could do something against her in mm -hmm. skills that she cannot hold back. But with her skills that she learned from Luffy's father being in their training for two years with her devil fruit, hopefully Robin can hold on to feet. But like you said, he has been alive still and escaping everything. So he has his own skills as him being also a shogun. So I'm really curious to see 
what you're saying in the next month when we're back. I did not expect that. I haven't heard of that much theories about him maybe trying to take Robin, but this is an interesting take I did not expect. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely see your chat going crazy. Y'all, y'all right. So to definitely to swim back in the direction of like the announcements, right? I think that I don't I am not sure, me personally, why everyone was surprised that Buggy was listed as one of the emperors. Y'all know this man is walking around with like the entirety of the impel escapes, right? The yeah. escapees. Like, this man's crew is stacked, and he may not necessarily air quote be the strongest, but everyone knows that he was on Roger's crew. He has a reputation. He's always had a reputation. And much like how Usopp, you know, got Usopp, there's, like, all of these, like, rumors around him that kind of build him up even into a higher person. That's always been happening with Buggy the whole entire time that we've basically been introduced to Buggy. He's always just like conveniently in a place and conveniently being gifted things for that. Even when his bounty went up, like he's always been like, what, like, why did this happen? But he, you know, he's always going to lean into it. So with them um, abolishing the warlords and him basically roaming around as a free pirate with all of these other top dog pirates on his crew, of course he's a young, uh, of course he's an emperor. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. I, I don't, I, I genuinely, people was like, that doesn't make any sense. Da, 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 da. What doesn't make sense is they, we know that they want to keep it to four emperors, right? It wouldn't have made True. sense to try to have five emperors, which would have been trying to make law and kid uh, emperor. And then the other thing to note from the bounties is that, yeah, again, remember, allegedly Trafalgar also has a D. So that's well, I, that's still not public information. Apparently, we we've been know that it's been public information for Luffy, but they've been trying to suppress a lot of stuff. So it's it's interesting to see how all of that neglected. And I just love how Morgan said, like, "Hey, uh, there's nothing like good old life entertainment." And I love how he said that the last message sent about Seven Four after they vanished in Wano was it's a big mom ship. He I love how he said, "I won't let them try to manipulate this narrative." At moments like this is when the world is in flux. The straight facts are the most are the most fascinating news there is. So he's putting mm-hmm. the best news out there for us because he wants to he wants to control the wave and not have yeah. fake news spread. And we and we knew this was coming. I think everyone was excited to see how Morgan was going to handle this. But it was obvious it was obvious that Morgan was going to try to get the rise version of the truth out. Um, yo, also shout out to um shout out to the chat, shout out to um Alves and neglected, but. Yo, the Battle of the Sims sounds hilarious. <laughs> yes. The Battle of the Sims sounds hilarious. Yeah, By the way. you are right. Um, Luffy was regarded as being the air quotes fifth emperor, but that was again, that was something that, that was, was like in-house. Yeah, that was something that was more like in-house with the government. That wasn't something that was being advertised. That was things that people were starting to say about like how notorious and how infamous he was becoming in the world. However, that was never officially stated. This is an official statement from the government saying that they consider this person to be one of the top four public enemy pirates. That's what this is. That, and because Morgan was doing the fifth emperor for Luffy was to hype him as well because he was a person that backed up Luffy and what he's doing right now. Right. So he, so he's somebody that he's wants been to a, see he's Luffy talking about more. fanboys. Morgan's been fanboying Luffy for yes. a little minute. 
he's been entertained by the worst by the worst generation. So Morgan, that's how he's making his bread because of his newspapers going all over the world because of his generation. So he's a person that thinks of business and what it is about marketing. So if you want to think about marketing business, Morgan is your guy. He is a fanboy of Luffy as anybody like Barto. Hey, you know, you know what? Even even though we just we basically got a week time skip, basically the setup that we just got, especially with the world government going to have to do damage control. Um, obviously we're gonna come back to resolving this, but um, it is leaning to tell me that there's probably gonna be another little mini time skip again. Um, probably just a couple a couple months. I'm thinking that's probably gonna happen somewhere in the next like maybe twenty chapters. So sometime probably the end of the year or next year. I agree, but I do want to say one thing. Uh small thing i have patience i would have waited two hours for that much food your jimbe is such a gentleman he literally sat there and he did he did not want to disrespect the chef he literally came here like yo i'm gonna just sit there for the chef to not not feel bad that he's not feeding anyone for the food because i would have waited two hours like if you're telling me i'm gonna get chef popular food and get and get the get the whole bouquet like the whole buffet Man, I felt bad. I was like, damn, Jinpei is a true gentleman. He's like, yo, if my captain's not going to come here, I'm going to at least come here and put some, you know, put some honor in this. Well, well that's Jinpei. Jinpei is a man of order and stuff. So you you expect him to be, like, in the right place, even when he knows everything is going wrong. He's also the vet on the team. So, like, like you expect that that kind of, um, you know, big brother, uh, older, older uncle, whatever kind of treatment for things. But like I mean, Momosuke ain't even it ain't even there. So it's 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 all around kind of funny, honestly. True, because you know he's still a kid at heart. So let's talk the following thing: the thing that Bro, most hold up, also... Sam. I just want to let you know he's not even the Endeavor. He's like he's like the Maruko. <laughs> Damn, do not, like do not respect Endeavor from this chapter. From this chapter, hype. Endeavor, hell not. There's hype. You know what? Let's be fair. Let's make it three. He, I don't, I just didn't think he was as cool as Hawk, but he's the Hawk. He's, he's cool to people. He's interesting, but he's clearly not the number one or going to be the next number one if the number one wasn't in place. Yeah. yeah kid, 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 kid is, kid is, kid is not close. I don't, I don't think personally kid is as close to being as strong as, and I've had this conversation with my bro before. I don't think he's as close to even being as strong as Luffy and law in this very moment i agree uh law is doing what he does but he's also a smart tactician so he knows who to attack he knows what to do and he's a personal strength kid is a hype man he he talks all this talk but don't walk the walk kid does both and he knows what to do kid is kid is very under not saying underwhelmed he's whelmed He's good what he does. He's staying in his lane, but he tries to go over his lane where he should not do. That's what he does. Hmm. Um, let's talk about the next thing that comes up. Our boy, the Navy HQ Admiral Ryuku Aramaki. Um, how do we feel about his introduction and now how he actually looks, Kendall, and what his possible type of devil fruit is with some type of vines that he could stab people and also absorb liquid forms out of a barrel yeah so i said this last week i think um it'd be cool if it seems like it might be something plant-based which would be dope because i don't think we've had a focus on that in this series yet and it would 
potentially make a good setup in regards to um somebody for Usopp to fight, like a big bat for Usopp to to square up with. Um I think that could be a possible pretense, but that's me reaching. So I'm not y'all, y'all keep asking me to give my my opinions and my premonitions and stuff. So that's what I think. It might be a setup for that. We'll see what actually ends up happening. Um but other than that, I, I just kind of want to see what the power is um, because we saw him float in initially. So I'm wondering if he needs to be connected, like touching Earth in order to spawn things or the things spawn from himself. Um, so it'd be good to kind of see some more development on that. I agree because I love how they try to act like, hey, um, like this is not part of the deal. Like, I love how Kettle, I love how Kettle's burden is with like asking for help, like, yo, like, well, like, why are you doing this? Like, yo, I don't give a fuck who you are. This is not the point. And like Chad also said, he seems to be a fanboy of Akainu because he was like, I, I love that guy. I cut no corners at two. I want to hear him say, you did good when I bring him this kid head. <laughs> so it shows that he's a big fan of Akainu and he wants to get acknowledged by him from what it shows and from what it tells that he don't care what the government says. He cares what Akainu says. He wants to go and show justice. He wants to show the, the hammer of justice from what it seems. Yeah. So I, it, I, I think, I think, I think, and again, going back to that point of like, you see that he's a fanboy and he's just like i'm i'm here to do i'm breaking the rules but i'm breaking the rules for for my my lord and savior kainu <laughs> he was like he'll be so happy if i bring luffy to him and uh, i don't know if y'all remember i, I warned y'all that I, I feel like one of the things that might happen uh transitioning into this next phase is that luffy or zoro or both may end up going missing for some reason or another just so? saying the setup huh. is still the setup premise is still there that that something like that might happen um so yeah i i don't i don't think i think a little less now that it could be the case with him being identified as one of the emperors officially but again i i I just think i i will stand behind it this is my super headcanon i think it would take the story in an interesting direction and it would quicker propel us getting to the final stages of different things if something caused luffy to have to go missing which would then unite the worst gen and the rest of the arm the armada to get together and rally in support of luffy um but i don't know because luffy was already locked up in the wano arc and got training from that so i don't know how oda would want to handle that um in particular so i think each of Luffy's trainings and power-ups have had their own uniqueness to them. So this might be too close to something that's already happened. So it's probably not going to happen, but still, I think it would be really interesting if someone key from the crew went missing. Hopefully it's not Nico Robin. I feel like Nico Robin getting kidnapped is a, just a bit too predictable. Okay. That would be an interesting thing because um, Chat also brought it up because... Uh... Queen made a comment that I'm supposed to be the guy who stays around. So they said that it seems like they're trying to absorb the fluid of Queen as well from the vines of, of the animal green ball. So that's probably a good point with the comment of what Queen says that I'm supposed to be the guy who stays around. 
Pony Queen right now is going from, you know, a bit fluffy, you know, to skinny from what, you know, with the comment being the case. Alves, not lose Chopper. How could you say such a thing? You fiend. People don't like Chopper for some reason, because I know um, um, a good friend. Not, not abandon legend. Chopper and pick up Marco Ola. That's a hot take. That's one of the hottest One Piece takes that I've heard in a while. And I like it, but it's never going to happen. Chopper is adorable. I think Law, Law is way too independent. For yeah, count. one, Chopper is marketable, so no. Two, Law is way too independent and has too many hidden agendas, I think, to reasonably allow him to be the doctor. And he'd basically have to either merge or abandon his crew in some form or shape or, or dissolve his crew, basically, for that to take hold. Like he would have to like if because you're basically saying he becomes the doctor of the straw hats, so that that doesn't make sense. Also, I think doc, I think Chopper is a way better doctor than Law. Um, and then on top of that, Marco doesn't want to be involved directly with what's going on right now. So I don't see how Marco would come into play. But I I, I like those picks. I think those are the three best doctors. I would even pick Marco before I pick Law, even though I love Law as a character. I think Marco would fit the team a lot better and you're adding more veteran experience to the crew, but I don't think it's going to happen at all. Yeah, because if Marco could take it a white beard for Kill years everyone. in his condition, Marco could be a better doctor than Lot because Marco has experience over and also he don't have his own crew no more. He's not part of the white beard pirates no more. Like, yes, he still has a tattoo and everything. But at the end, he could join. Alves is wilding with the takes. Not kill the kill laws crew. Not Beepo. Don't don't kill him, man. All right, kill everyone except except Beepo. Can we do? Can we do that? Maybe. Yeah, that is a hot take. But let's continue. The next thing. The next thing is that they have a party. Our boy, Eustace kid, came and tell him like, "Yo, we got a problem." He like, "I came here to talk to you." And the last page was that look. So look at this. I came here to. Eliminate you because I've got no idea what happened in the outside world. But this is who they're calling the four emperors now: Shanks, the red hair Shanks, Monkey Do Luffy, Straw Hat Luffy, Buggy, Buggy the Genius Jester, and Marshall T. Deach, Blackbeard Teach. And Green Bull literally says, "Well, the Navy ain't in any mood to celebrate. The war is outside in one unholy mess right now. The One Piece will return on July 24th next month." So, Justice Kid is not happy with this, that they have four new emperors, and we have Luffy looking like in song gun mode, which is like, it makes you question, who took a picture of this for him to be in his form? Because the only person that was right there up and fighting was um, Kaido and Luffy. So, who took a picture and, you know, send it to... Oh, they said, they said, who, sent, they said who sent it. It was the CP agent. Oh, yes. The CP agent. Thank you. I was like, yeah, because I saw chat um, asking. So I'm like, in my head, I should do blank of who sent it. But you're right. It is CP0. Don't want to yeah. send it. So. And we, we said, I think we talked about that too. We talked about it. More than likely, the information was going to get sent from CP0. That was the only way that the information, because we were like, how is the news going to get out? Because we knew we were going to get bounty adjustments potentially and all that stuff. But it was like, yeah, CP0 is there. They're going to snitch. That we That's their whole purpose is snitching. So yeah, data ops. So, Not kid junk synchron. <laughs> <laughs> wow how do you put kid as junk synchron not 
Kid Junk Warrior. I put him probably yeah, he's, Kid Junk Warrior. He definitely, he definitely Junk Warrior. I'll probably give him down more because damn guys, you just blame me on Kid when Kid could be so much more potential, but he's just you know he is just a laughing jock. Nah, I'll, I'll give him. I'll, 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 I'll bite on, on Warrior. Junk Synchron is wild though. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bite on on Junk Warrior. I don't but know. This, but this is a great. That makes that makes we even have... more sense. Wait, I just want to say that makes even more sense though, right? Because if Kid is Junk Synchron, that just points out the fact that Luffy is Stardust Dragon. So who's Law? Law Law's a whole other deck. Lazam Red Nova Dragon or whichever what the, the first form of it is. Red Archfiend oh, wow. Dragon. He's oh, wow. a whole other deck, but he's still superior to Junk Warrior. I could see that. So with all Yeah, he's just Stardust Father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vash. Damn, you have to flame me. Like this whole this whole one piece language has been flame of kid throughout the whole parts of the one piece discussion. Because that's what's been. Wow, he is though with the sun, stardust, dragon. Oh, wow, yeah, with Luffy. Yeah, that's on, that is on the nose. Yeah. But to the transition to what Alva said, we need to get the four NPC Shanks. Shanks out of these four is definitely number one. Shanks right now has the most years of experience. He was part of the first original uh, King of the Pirates. So Shanks is right now the number one. Where would he put? D Tech, where do you put him as number two? Where do you put Luffy? Or where do you put the underdog that we don't know what his skill sets right now is? Buggy, how do you feel about that candle? I don't I don't understand. Like I don't understand the question. So my question is out of the four out of the four emperors, what is your ranking? Because Shanks most likely is number one. So I want to ask you, what is your ranking out of the four emperors current, the new ones? I think, <laughs> I think in the eyes of the world government, Buggy's actually number two. I think okay. then Blackbeard and then Luffy. However, I think if you're just talking about existence-wise of like where they've been in notoriety, then it's obviously Shanks, then Blackbeard, then Buggy, then Luffy. Okay, I'll give it that. You know, mine would be Shanks and then Tech and then Buggy and Luffy. As much as I love to put Luffy number two or three, Luffy has the least experience out of all of them. And Tech, we know that he's been having his own crew causing trouble around all the world. And Buggy, we know that the government has put him in this high pedestal for a reason. And for the government to put him that high, that means he's been doing something right. So even though I don't know what it is exactly that has been going on 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 his end, but but for the government eyes, he's very powerful and doing what he's doing right. So definitely Boogie the Clown is definitely set there for his right for his right power of pedestal, even though what it may be, what he has done, we won't know until the next next future chapters, which I hope to see. What are his hockey? What interesting abilities he has? Because boy, I cannot wait to see how he fights now. Because uh, I really need to see. It's been too long. It's been too long. Work chat saying Law is 
Luffy actually rival. It's clear Oda changed his mind and focused more on Law and Buggy, the ruler of the underworld market. Maybe uh, maybe Buggy has taken over a boy Duflamingo uh, underworld because remember what we know was Duflamingo and Kaido and Caesar the Clown. They all had they all had their underworld type of market. So we know that it could probably be the next person who would take that is probably the clown, the just of the clown, like Chad is saying. It could possibly be Buggy the Clown to take the next helms or reigns of the underworld market being the case. So that could definitely be the case, Chad. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I think I think the chat is spitting fire today. Y'all are y'all are on 20, y'all are on 10 million. I love it. I think that I think that's a good assessment. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if I don't know if I agree with it. I agree with Bash's um point as well. I think that that could be a possible take. We do know from the shorts that um we know who's who's captivating the whole Cake Island right now. Um, the mink the should be German in a 66? yeah the the mink should be in a pretty good position, and I I you you pretty much might as well consider minks in support of Luffy. I think. What we're seeing right now is slowly but surely the world it, the world itself is rooting for Luffy. And this news is going to spread and it's going to make Luffy gander more love from the people. Because comparative to the others, like there's people who Shanks has his, you know, he has his regions and people have his allegiance in. But I think more and more people are going to start building up this appreciation, this love and cheering for Luffy, as well as people are going to hate Luffy more. Again, we have to remember that this world of One Piece while Luffy is the protagonist, Luffy is a pirate, and pirates are still viewed by many as being the enemy of the people. There's still people that have a lot of fear of pirates, so you have to keep that in mind as well when when tracking what's going on with this series. So, but yeah, that's it for me. That's all I got on the One Piece. Uh, I'm okay with the break. I'm gonna hang in there. I'm gonna be tough. It's actually gonna be great to have a break from people not trying to spoil things from like Tuesday night on Twitter. So it's going to be nice to just have a break. Hopefully uh, we can wait till uh, July is the 24th and then we'll, we'll get back into things. Um, hopefully between now and then we'll get an announcement about um, the U S release dates for red. Uh, and um, yeah, some more gameplay trailer. Hopefully, will probably drop around that time too. I think a lot, we're gonna get a lot of stuff in a month's time, so I'm, I'm hyped for it. Also, yeah, we're gonna continue a slandering kid. Is what's gonna happen. Uh, would that be 100% the case? I hope it's being October or November film red because it's usually three months later. So if film red comes out uh, for the Japan release in August, I believe. So it hopefully comes out in the first in October, November being the case. Hopefully I'm just putting that out there in the existence of the world. But for that being the case, let's move on to the next series to cover is Undead on Luck. So let's get straight out to this end of the One Piece conversation. So let's get to Undead Luck. And Kenny, I'm going to hit it to you first. What do you think of Undead Luck for chapter 115? Yeah. This this chapter went. This chapter was both very unique, but very safe. Um, in the in regards to like you know usually 
undone unlock doesn't feel very predictable but i think as we're getting to the end there's just a natural flow of how things need to go um so i think i think that excuse me i think that uh this was a good chapter for me the conclusion especially we we got a lot we saw basically what what happened from the assimilation with uma ghost what that meant and we kind of also see the departure of nico's mind state and we get the kind of like reasoning we get more of the reasoning behind why decisions are made and that's what i'll say as like a general talk for the chapter so far what about you bash from this chapter i got the motion i got the feels the part that hit me in this chapter is when ghost version of nico was saying to his ghost version of his wife saying are you going to leave me all alone and she just looked at her stomach um with the camera shot and says you're not going to be alone it just shows like that that does sound heavy like with that uh with that conversation of what kenny said the story flow it seems not predictable but i saw how the chapter was gonna go Andy trying to escape, and then the whole confrontation at the right end. And by the way, beautiful double spread. It, it hit strong in the field saying, the mermaids with you that I will never forget. So I finally cut up to you. That they, they may be using a replica of abilities and say though, I just have to read your soul. And I can see that you're suffering, Nico. Like the double spread, the painful, and the expression, the eyes down, the artwork in this chapter was very great to show of how we all felt. And then the last page at the right end, the whole him having, I think I'll call it like a, not anxiety attack. I'll say more like a panic attack. Him just not knowing how to feel of, whole, of all of his emotions and how Andy was giving him the full breakdown of like, yo, you will never forget her. Like, this is what you become. You have already have gone to, you have already gone to your wit's end and to see how he reacted, like he couldn't accept it. And that shows any type of human to have a breakdown because you don't want to accept anybody lost or anybody forgotten or anybody that may, may not be with you no more. It's tough. So to see this chapter, even though it was predictable, it was so painful to see the occur of the events. Yeah, neglected. I think that's what we're what, what Vash and I are both saying. Um, is it definitely felt in sync? It feels like we've gotten into a certain rhythm and flow with everything, and it does it does it does feel. I think in sync is probably a really good term to use there. Um, and 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 with that being said, I think, um, Vash, I think so. I think we see, like you said, the humanity of Nico. On top of that, um, again, we always know there's a playback to love as an undertone of a theme. And then we also know that Andy has already decided that he's going to take responsibility for everything. And he has to be basically the, the villain and the hero to basically get us to the next stage. So that's why to that regards, like, yeah, we knew this was coming. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really feel I didn't I didn't know that the lab was going to be the attachment piece. But I, I, from the time they started doing the flashbacks and the destruction that you did kind of see like the gripes and the you saw the little flashbacks that happened when certain things happen. Yeah, I was like, oh, he about to destroy this lab. I knew it was coming. 
at least from reading, I, I knew that that was more than likely what was about to happen. I agree 100% on that because it's like Chad said, like the transitions were very smooth to show how Andy is going through each person um, and seeing their own dread. And like he said, how are you able to move? Unavoidable and unmoved are both accidents. Sorry, I've already decided to carry the burden on my shoulders. Wait, please. And like he just couldn't withstand it. And to know that Andy's going through each obstacle on his own, but he's going through the same how Rip felt and Anika felt that Rip is doing what he was doing just for a loved one. Andy's doing what he's doing to protect all of humanity, all of everyone of the loop and the planet as a whole, but also for his loved one, which is Fuku, and also for which is Nico. He's doing all this just to see his loved one once more. So all these things that he's fighting as a parallel against Rip, against himself to save his loved one, but he has a lot more weight on his shoulder since he has the whole world. And these people is fighting to protect and bring them back in the next loop so they could have a second chance and he could save them as well. But Nico is just thinking about himself. So I just love how Buddhist parallels for these characters are done so well. So it, it's just really on the nose. And like, like we said, it's predictable. But next chapter, I don't know where it could go. Chapter 116, we could come to the conclusion, which is obvious. The conclusion between our boy Nico versus Andy will come to the conclusion. But now that it seems like what's the next step for Ghost and Unruin? Where, how are they going to take the approach to stop Andy more? Because I don't think there's anybody else to stop Andy in the wake. How about you, Kendall? I think Andy should be a little bit more exhausted. And I need to see some repercussions for that. It could be that he could be exhausted. I'm, I am really curious to see where it could go with Andy. How is he going to meet with Fuku? And is our boy Victor going to try to give him any more advice before he does the loop? And I'm curious to see, is Victor going to join the loop? Because even though they're the same body, does Victor, even though he's been doing the loops, I forgot how many times now, but can Victor just jump with Andy in the same loop in the same mind? Or does he also get reset? I don't know if we have ever thought about that or have that ever been a chain of thought for Victor or maybe that's something that he can accept if he gets also reset what do you think of that possibility I don't see I don't see Victor stepping back in again right in this moment I think he said what he had to say I think he's willing to help Andy to the point that he's willing to help Andy but it's like so like think about it like this for for those that have watched like Naruto it's like all right Naruto's already on E now he's he's dug into to the nine tails chakra. Now he's unlocked some more potential, but he still hasn't taken a break in any of that. You know what I mean? So there should be some exhaustion faction factor that kicks in. Happy, yeah. So that's overall my thoughts for Undead Luck. How about you, Kendall? Because I, I don't think there's anything else to add or chat if you think there's anything else that we should say about Undead I do want to say that the art was really, actually really nice in this. And they creepy it, too. It was a little, it was a little disturbing. However, I actually, for the first time in reading, felt I don't know if I want to see Undead Unlocked 
animated. Huh. I I am scared, uh, and I think it was based off of a conversation that I had in with my friend um Ludens on Twitter. Shout out to Ludens, um about the fact that the My Villain Academia was not animated as well as I wanted it to be animated, and I'm just like. I'm getting more and more concerned that that we're not going to get certain key things animated the way that it should be to do the right diligence to them. I will I will push back on that. It depends on the studio. Like if Bones, who already has my hero and has the anime and the movies on their belt as the big staff that does Takara and then other smaller staff, Takara, other smaller series that they did 86, Sorry, 96. They did Skate, Skate mm-hmm. to Infinity, Skate and everything that still looked great with a smaller staff and everything else. But for Under Unlocked, the thing I'm more worried about, Kendall, is I hope is taken care of like JJK. It doesn't have to be Mappa, but I'm happy that with Under Unlocked, it's a lot of blood on almost every chapter. The main character is blood. And you know, for those that don't know, um, China likes to censor blood from going to red to white. I don't know mm-hmm. why they do that color, because sometimes there's blood on your face and they do white. It makes again, it's it makes it's going questions. that's that's the, the stuff like that. And I think that's what it is. The more and more that I see like the blood usage and stuff, I'm like, man, I really hope this gets animated correctly. I'm sure they're gonna go for like the dark red in certain places. This, I know there's ways to play with. around with it, so um when whenever we do get to a point of undead unlocked um being done i think it's gonna be fine i know as, um as much my as friend I, and I was also saying like we also have to remember that like the movie also was coming out at the same time so some of the budget specifically for my hero academia was probably also being allocated a little differently but i don't i don't know man i just i, I feel like some of these things that i'm having issues with is a choice of how what gets animated how much of what is getting animated certain pace and decisions i'm just starting to have a lot of issues with the direction that some of these are going in my two hope of studio kearney right now is studio david who does jojo and who does fire force and my other one is mappa even though i don't want to give them more work but the only is because mappa did jjk and i remember in the scene about Megumi, I think around the later half of the episodes, Megumi gushed a lot of blood and they didn't hide that blood away. The same thing for Fire Force. Those characters, Fire Force, they do a lot of exorcists. They do a lot of blood work. They're, the fireness, the color or grading of fire is really good in that show. So if they could do Under Justice from their productions or from MAPPA, Dairy production probably has one last season with Fire Force, which is season three, right after they could tackle Undone Luck. So it depends on their scheduling. There's no rush for Undone Luck. They could have it out in the year 2024 and just announce it, saying that Undone Luck is in production by David Production. I'm like, oh, awesome. Undone Luck got made by David Production and going to come out 2024 after Fire Force, even better. So I have no problem if that, if that is the case. Two, um, if it's Mappa, I could trust them because they've done JJK and other series that show a lot of blood work, Attack on Titan, and other series that don't really try to shy away from it. But yeah. again, I don't want to give them more work on top of what they already have, even no. though they have a huge staff. I, I, so, again, 
I would say um, to what we've kind of pointed out before, um, with a lot of series wrapping up, I'm okay with things like Undead Unlock, um, Solo Leveling, and and uh, some of these other series that we know are really good, even possibly Sakamoto Days in the future. I'm okay with the animations, uh, the animation for those starting a little later in the lifeline of things. Agree. But like, but like Kendall said, last thoughts, I agree. The artwork was creepy because in that, if you look at that page of 14, that where the whole skeleton arm with the ghost and the soul and the teeth, like, yo, no lie, that creepy a bit, not in a bad way, but like, yo, that's a good art, but in a creepy way, like, that yeah. detail. I mean, it's, 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 Uma, it's Uma Ghost, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's just made to the point of the Uma Ghost side. So um, for that being the case, this chapter, good art, the artwork, the the great shading showing our boy Nico in the last bread, his anxiety, his panic, his his him screaming like I just can't wait to see that animated when the day comes. Can't wait to see how's that gonna be turned to events. But this chapter was good. It got to the most refused, it got to the point, and him seeing his past wife ghost form and everything. It's just him in the fields and him understanding and Andy coming to the management of seeing how his teammates has been feeling all this time and their struggle and their emotions. It's something that not anyone could go in a such in a such a great turmoil because everyone has own baggage. It just depends how you see them. So overall, this chapter is good. Now, let's move on to My Here Academia, chapter 356. So for those that have not read My Here Academia, please get to read it and come back and let us know you guys thoughts. Lastly, if you guys haven't noticed, we're going to move to a new time slot of review coverage. We'll be always from 12 p.m. EST. We will try to be on time at 12 down, or if not, we'll be doing 12.15, but 12 p.m. EST is our new time slot for Sean Aroni. We're moving earlier from 1 and 2 p.m. from 1 to 2 p.m. EST that we've been doing for the past couple of weeks and past couple of months, but we're moving earlier so we give ourselves an hour to read, get our breakfast, and do everything we need to do before we start the show. So I want to give you guys... Yeah, go ahead and have, have your lunch with us, guys. Just yeah. you know, go ahead and read and come come chill and do your lunch and get that for that early first takes on, on, on all the Shonen Ronin goodness, you know? Yeah, so let's get straight to the My Hero. Uh, um, how are you feeling about this, Kendall? How are you feeling about this big revelation of... Well, people thought two, three weeks ago that somebody lost an arm. Now we get confirmation that they actually did lose an arm this time. Uh, I hope Endeavor dies. Let's start right there. We, we really? Slandered, you wanted to die? We slandered kid. Oh, so I'm, nah. I'm ready to slander Endeavor. Nah, you um, wanted to die. I've been, no. wanting, I've been wanting Endeavor to feel pain like no other from the inception of us knowing anything about Endeavor's history. And I think that even he understands that all, all that can happen now from the understanding of things is basically I have to push beyond this. And that's that he knows Oplos that he's... Ultra? Did you did you did you notice the emphasis on um I'm not a super and super is like emphasized hero like he's a hero but he's not this hero and then we got some we we 
you you know that's a debt flag right there i don't know where sam is sam you back me up that's a debt flag that man had a flashback talking about oh oh my father died this way we ain't never heard about no grandpa <laughs> All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. No I'll counter that. I'll we never that. heard about no Grandpa Todoroki till just now. All of a sudden, this man is flashed. His his past self is talking to him. He's remembering how his father died. We ain't never know nothing about this man father until this moment. He is. These are debt flags. He is about to die, big fella. He's about to go down. <laughs> all right, all right. Before we get into the endeavor, because this was a full chapter of endeavor, but let's get highlight. To our boy Dark Shadow and to our girl Hawks, because yeah. they yeah, let's give them their highlights and moments before yeah. we fully dive yeah, into right, Dever. Right, right. Let flashback. me back it up. Let me back it up because uh, our boy it, came out with that, that, rag, that Ragnarok, back. that Ragnarok boy hit him with that 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 and world I did say crushing last week, blow. I, I did say last week though. Yo, I hope we see Ragnarok, and I forget it was you yeah. or Santa said like, hey, you know, there's no darkness going on like in the cave, and boy. He didn't have to do full form Ragnarok of his full Dark Shadow. He said, yo, this quick arm, this quick arm is Deku's arm right there. Plus Ultra Ragnarok, he gave the smash to um, our boy All for One. And I'm happy we spoke about this last week that All for One looks like he's not the same like he was in the same body of our boy Shiraki. And he even acknowledged it. He said, yo, I cannot dodge the attack at all costs. My awareness was delayed. And it's not me, it's my quirks of rebellion. And we did comment on this last week that his quirks that are inside him are, are fighting against him. It's because this is not his original quirk that he has dominance over. This is a copy of his quirk that has dominance over. So if this was the quirks inside Chitaraki's body, he had to control all over, but this is the copy. So now his quirks that he's been holding down for many, many years, has been fighting against him. And now, what did you feel about that? Because that imagery on that page of five of Hawks that he saw the quickness maneuver, what did you think about that, Kendall? Oh, I was, I was saying that was actually honestly a little scary for me. I, I was like, uh, I was like, are we killing Endeavor and Hawks at the same time? Is that what's about to happen here? Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was so clean. I thought I, I'm glad that we got that emphasis back to I mean, we we kind of knew based on the sequence of things that happened in the previous chapter that we were gonna get, you know, we was gonna get the 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 darkness because you know everyone had to kind of showcase themselves and what they were doing. Um, and then we also got the kickback of all for one, um, the synthetic powers and and basically what all of that kind of played into. And how he wasn't in full control. Um, I'm gonna say this: this chapter, this whole chapter sequence, has to be top tier animation when we get to it. Everything that happens in the sequence of this chapter, the intensity of all for one, the the, the intensity of the quirks, the intensity of endeavor, the intensity of that Ragnarok, um, that that like hawks and and everything that he's dealing with in this fight and the you know the the banter of hawk because you know hawk kind of narrates a lot when he's interacting with people as part of like the the mind games and everything that that he's he's kind of playing into um and we know that him and, and alpha one have been having this back and forth of words throughout this fight 
from the beginning. So I think all of that is like big. It's a hundred percent short of sorry. It's a hundred percent of what you're saying because chat even asks, can someone explain of what's happening with Offer One? Is it getting is it getting Zenzu treatment? Is he regenerating? So what's happening with Offer One right now is that because his original body, the one he's having right now, he's trying to do a he's trying to transfer his body and control the new body of Shiraki. That's his master plan. He knew that his current body has been wavering and has been technically shutting down because he needs to have his meds and everything else. So he's like, yo, let me take control of this kid's body, Shiraki. Let me take care and give him my quirks so I could dominate over his mind, dominate over his quirk and everything else. But I think also, happen, I think also, also, where's my words? Sorry. Uh, there's a difference of taking the quirk directly from someone and the doctor's fabricated copies of the quirk. And I think that's also having a play here. I think also his power exists in two different places is also probably a factor that's affecting his ability to control the quirks. I think there's a couple of different factors at play there. Um, I think that's something I think we're definitely going to see a little bit more on that going into uh, next week's chapter. I think we're definitely going to get some more of that um, going into next week's chapter. At least that's what I hope anyways, or they could transition to another fight. This would be actually a really perfect place to transition over to like another fight or something else happening on the field just for like a moment to kind of come back to. But that's not how these fights have been going. I'm pretty sure they're gonna wrap up what's going on in this field. But it would be a nice time if we're gonna do like a little, a little quick pivot, and then reassess what's going on over there. And it'd be good to see like Spinner or somebody else right now. It's more is that I see with Orpha One losing his composure. The more that he kind of regrets giving the original perk to Shiraki when he should have given the copy first until he fully transferred his mentality. To Shiraki, because right now he's regretting that. Because look where he's at right now. He got hit by a boy that he even said that you thought you would feel an ant. And like he's like, you couldn't, like, uh, he said, you thought there was just buying time, didn't you? But even a pesking neck can be a pain in the butt. So he's throwing jab that even a Ragnar punch could do something against you. And look at this. Appointed him a turmoil and look at the guy and where he is. Now he's regretting. Because the quirks that are that he's been having over this many years are rebelling against him. And the imagery and quickness that Hawk saw and quickness to protect Dark Shadow and Dark Shadow and Jural just saw the full threat just attacking Hawks. And then the next one that I did not expect to see was Endeavor getting stab with his arm through the elbow and then the arms fully getting chopped off is something I did not expect but we get the full confirmation that Bolt just lost an arm yes I'm loving the gruesomeness of this fight again this has to be top tier animation um I do want to correct you please remember and this is for everyone remember that the uh remember that the um what you call it the quirks ate themselves. 
So he doesn't have his old quirks. He doesn't have the stuff that he's captured before. That's where the synthetic stuff comes into place. So he's had to be given um, basically clones that have been worked on in the lab of the quirks. So he's not using the authentic quirks for, I am going to assume, let's just say maybe half or if not all of them. But I'm I'm willing to to bet that a lot of these aren't, um, a lot of those powers have been lost completely, essentially. And now we get to the full um, rest of the chapter with Endeavor being the full, the full discussion. We see a flashback of Endeavor, like a high school person or a college person, seeing as his old self. And like Kendall brought in the beginning of the conversation, the highlighted word was, you will never be a superhero, Angie. Think back on your origin. And we get the first time of Grandpa Shoto. We see a person getting killed um, just because of a girl and the girl and his father both got burned to uh, both one up as a corpse with the girl my apologies and they kept trying to show the symbolic symbol of peace endeavor call himself um sorry he calls himself endeavor because as involves hard work something of a menial nature but keep the highlighted words that you go on and keep cursing that the true enemy, that weakness, that's all the only thing that pushes himself. So I don't see it as a red flag. I see it more as a motivation. I see it more as a highlight. Yes, in other words, on the flip coin, it, it could be a, a red flag of a death flag. It could be what a person might be dying in this arc. Maybe this is his full character, his full that now his son Toya is taken down by his other son. Now Shoto could stay up and be the new, you know, the new head of the family, could be the one that brings the new light of the Shoto family. But Endeavor, Angie, could be the red flag, death in this war. People need to forget that this is a war going on. This is why it's so bloody, so gruesome. His arm just got chopped off or just got taken off. This is a war. This is their second war when it was just two months ago or a good month ago, their most previous war. So it just makes sense that this is just a battle to the width and Endeavor cannot give up because right now he's in an emotional state as well. People need to remember that both his sons are fighting to the death. Shoto is trying to save his older brother. Toya is trying to kill his younger brother. Shoto is trying to bring damage, carnage, chaos to the war to tokyo to japan right now so right now as a father we may not understand how he's feeling right now but we can see in pages saying that he's in turmoil because both his sons are put in this test that he had no control over yes he could have stopped his son Toya years ago but he did not know he right now is beating himself for it but right now he has to stop all for one because he's the cause of this boots and in other words so for him to stop this, and right now he's in classification as the world number one hero, he's put in himself at the end. So what he has to do, motivate himself. Does he have a flashback to think that he's not the greatest hero, but he knows that he is super. He knows that to some extent he could do something and he's passing his limits. And something that his predecessor as the number one hero used to do is plus ultra. And he has said it before that he hates saying that word. But he, in his own mind, 
this is his plus ultra. Could be his red flag of death. Could be. But it's more I see it as his type of motivation. That he has to acknowledge that he will not ever be oh my. He will never be his type of father figure to his kids. But he, what he could do at least is be some form of hero. Even if he dies throughout this battle, he will die while doing his best and trying. That's what I see. And yes, Sam, he did burn his beard and stash. He literally just became without no type of beard. That's what literally happened. He literally just put it to an end. And he literally said that this is putting this battle to an end. It's his duty. And that's how I saw it. But again, it could be the red flag. Kendall, how do you feel about that? Of what I said? And chat too. Yeah, I think I think it was the subversion of of the 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 facades and so it was like the emergence of true self kind of thing so there's no need to hold back i I don't need to put on any pleasantries i need to do my duty it just works so well so he even acknowledges like dodge yeah sure i am which is why as long as i'm alive i will never take a solace in a job well done and it show his whole right obliques his backside and his arm is taken off but his quirk is fired. He can literally burn himself on the side and literally stop the bleeding and stop the pain. Two, right now, because right now he's full on adrenaline. He's full on winning this battle. Now, the question is that did this burn? Did this, um, he didn't even give it a move. All he did was just pull his full throttle of flame and just aim it with his right arm. Did it do enough to stop him? Did it do enough to stop all for one in his tracks right here and right now? Do you think he did that? Kendall, do you think he actually put all for one in his tracks? I think it's possible. Um, I think what I... I don't want to say my thoughts really right here, but I disagree slightly. That's all I will say. So if chat has nothing to say, no discussion for us to have about MHA, Let's get straight into JJK, chapter 108, which is, what's the name of the chapter? Tokyo number two, Colony part seven. We're still in this part seven. Um, that was Kendall. the first thing. That was the first thing I looked for, guys. So, like, uh, there's, like, the flow um, poem at the beginning, and I was like, wait, what's the name of this uh, chapter? And I scrolled to the cover page, and I was like, all right, we're still <laughs> we're still in this this fight, in this specific uh, uh, fight going on, and um yeah, this was a fun chapter. I don't even know if you want to do any general. I think we should just go page by page because this is still just the fight. I think we should just keep like walk through what this chapter is because it's it's literally the fight. The fight is progressing. Um, we know that there's like a time limit and a, a critical moment is upon everyone, and we're seeing some more opportunities to to showcase the the strength and ingenuity of the different characters. Uh, what do you think about that, Bash? Uh, you're 100% um, 100%, sorry, you're 100% right on that because the fight choreography, I have to give props to JJK Genjin. The fight choreography is one of the best one I've seen. Uh, it's almost as good as Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball when it's drawn because the fight choreography in Dragon Ball, it used to be about martial arts. If I always tell people, read Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z as manga years ago because those series was drawn not to the power level, it was all about skill sets. And Gadget is such a good old school. I wonder how he sees 
these type of martial arts type of fights in the manga? Does he watch fights? Does he actually go to a dojo and see how they're fought so, so he could draw them? Because the way he has this page four to five and then six to seven and then eight to nine, just going hand, hand, dodge, right angle on uh, like each of them, such well done biography. I'm not an answer about UFC. I don't watch many fights, so I kind of give you the right play to, you know, play by play, but the way these pages are well done. Before we go page to page, Kendall, can I, do, do you have any thoughts about the poem? I wasn't expecting a poem. Me it neither. Really <laughs> nice. It was really nice, though. And it kind of did it in some ways set a tone of like something is about to happen for me. So I, I, I appreciate it. I don't know if there was more intent or meaning to it, uh, but I, I, I liked it. My apologies. Um, so let's get straight to the chapter. We, we hear, we see our, them running in like super speed. I will see it because they seem like they were running around the. They're definitely pushing their limits. They're at, at, they're trying to put maximum out. I think they're both very aware that there is a, a time here. And I think um, one is looking for opening. The other knows that the other is looking for opening. That's the way I see it. And they're trying to put themselves, pushing themselves like to the utmost of, enjoying the fight but also like really trying to decide the fight i agree uh in the next page two i mean well in the page four and five the way he punched a whole crate made a quick hole and then she punched it back to him and they're both just smiling i'm like yo for them like those crates are heavy as hell and they're strong metal mm -hmm. there metal are plates. dense yeah there are dense metal plates and for them just to punch one and send it flying probably a good 25 feet away. And then you send it back another 25 feet away with pure strength. That's nothing to go hard about. Like that's truly a skill and pure brute strength. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was even like it was like punching through like it, it's not just like a punch back but it was like a series of punches just to get back through and then in the next page we literally see a whole double spread of them punching the whole crate and then making it into into almost into almost paperweight because then they grab the door smacking each other with the crate um i forgot her um i forgot his name but they she grabbed the um he grabbed the door and a punch Ikari with the door, like it's nothing. And page eight nine is like it just shows that the skill set and and like how you said, um, Chad said it was um high octane with high intensity typography. It just each one goes blow to blow, move to move. Nobody has a room to breathe. Hmm. What's up? I'm I'm really thinking I'm really thinking about like the quality of this chapter as we're I'm looking at it again I'm talking about it it's just like it's it really is you guys are right like it's it's <laughs> lol power moves is crazy but like <laughs> not I'm tired grandpa no nah, I I think I think there's um 
I think this choreography is really top tier. Um, and a lot of people are always, especially the anime owners, are like, what are you getting from, what are you getting from, uh, one second, what are you getting from doing, you know, what are you getting from reading? And it's like, you really do, like, the, like people still forget that the animation is just the movement of the drawings anyways. Yeah. Like, what do people think of comics? It's the same thing in this aspect. Like, you see, you feel the tension, you feel the heightness, you feel the the drawness of what the artist or the author tries, tries to visualize for us. Because even here, when I saw our boy Hikari, like, oh shit, his his face got cut off. Like, just literally, you saw his all eye, you saw his lips being gone there. Like, mm-hmm. oh damn, like, what could be next? And when and when he even said, "Oh, oh, this fight is getting dangerous," a death mm-hmm. flag, and then boom, he said, "But I can still heal while I break." As he heals, his damaged brain, he ejects my cursed energy out of his nose. I I almost died there. So he's acknowledging that he's close to death. But he's I don't also- I don't even know if that's a death flag. Actually, like I thought about it, and that was like one of the things I was thinking about. I was like, I don't even know if that's a death flag. Or if Hikari's in so much control of this flight, because what it really seemed like was just like, again, I think it's the acknowledgement of, ah, he's aware of the timing. He's aware of what he can do because he takes two different attacks. He has the attack that crushes his face. And then he also takes the, the, the electrical, like mental attack to like try and destroy his brain. And he's able to discern what is going on in all of that, heal all of it and still expel that cursed energy out of him all in a certain like this is a matter of like milliseconds we're talking about guys this is like be like 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 milliseconds super split seconds of decision making here but i would say that he is in control of the fight but at the same time he he's acknowledging of how close he's to death because for him to even get the feel saying this fight is getting dangerous and he and then him getting a whole lolly saying death that's mm-hmm. him acknowledging that he is close to death, but he also has to control the fight where with his curse energy for him, like you said, in quickness of seconds, he can literally take out that curse energy of hers out of his head and literally make a whole new face and heal himself. So yeah, if- but like I said, so the thing is, so hear, hear me out, job. More than anyone, Hikari understands that every action that he takes is a gamble. I don't think that this is like a surprise to him. He knows that like like any at any moment any decision could be a critical flaw. Like he's he's we know that it's not just luck for him like he's running numbers but it's not 100%. It's still there's still a chance of failure and he's aware of that at all times. Yeah, like well, the remaining around was only 8 seconds but a quick 8 seconds they go hand to hand fist to side to the arm um, to the ribs to the arm and it just shows in the next that, where is it? He gets so stabbed. Oh, sorry, not stabbed. I think he lost his stomach. I, I'm not sure that's the yeah, right word. Yeah, gets, he gets, I know what you mean, but he, he gets gouged, basically. Gouged, yeah. I'll say that's a better word, because I'm like stabbed or half stomach, but gouged is a better word. For him to still, I was shocked. For anybody in that much pain, and for them to even still mutter the words domain expansion still be able to do that in that condition is like what yeah, can you do i don't know that, that was mutter that that again like i that's why i'm saying like I, I don't know if it's debt flags as much as just like 
he looks like he's just super focused and super aware of what's going on. I think he knew he was about to get hit with something. I think that's what the like almost died thing was about before. He's like, he's like, yeah, you about to try and do this. And, and he was ready with the domain, like whatever that ends up being, he was ready to go into that. He he already made that decision. I think he had already made that decision from before. You think so? Yeah, like Sam said, it was that or death. So I think right. if he was if he was meant to be dead in that moment, he would have been dead. All we'll right, see, so- we'll see what domain expect. Shoot, we could go into the next chapter and he might not actually even get domain expansion off. Never know. But assuming he does, I think next chapter is going to be the real, the, the final, final, whatever exchange that has to happen to see if he can get the attack he needs to get off or if he's not going to be able to get the, the luck to the jackpot to the right, the right state to win the fight. Do you think the fight of part eight will be the last one because it's part seven if i remember correctly. i think it'll, i think we'll have a part nine i think it'll be much like the Yuda fight there'll be i think this will be like the final clash potentially and then maybe like a final exchange of words to wrap up but it, it may it could be 10 which would be a nice solid number but i think it's probably gonna be nine um and let's kind of have a question to you um chat even brought it up saying that yeah do you think gadget art has gone down over the years because they say that his art has been Chris from the beginning, but now uh, has hasn't been the same. Or do you think it just depends on each chapter to chapter with the photography, with the story? Do you think it really depends? I think it depends. And I also think that I think that there's a lot of different focuses happening for Gigi right now. And I, I just I just feel like that I'm I'm attributing certain things that I'm seeing to that. Because we've seen that over time with other mangakas as well. Sometimes they're like in a real crucial part of transitioning. And I think sometimes the focus on getting the story to us is prioritizing the emphasis on and necessarily getting out the, the drawing and the artwork to a certain degree. And I, I hope that that's what that is. And I, I still have faith that this will be animated beautifully. I think there's just different intentions right now. Um, my two cents on that conversation is the same. As Kina said, when Gadget is the artist and the storyteller, um, he sees what's fit best. If he wants to be very simplistic in his drawing to the fight choreography, but be very detailed with the quickness, with the fight and the choreography, he thinks that's more important with the detail, the shading, and the background work. And he sees more important of the storytelling of that moment of that chapter. But next chapter, he sees more importantness of the detail of the character standing on the shadowness um, and the shading, whipping the detail of the eyes, the mouth, the hair, and everything else. Each person, sorry, each artist and storyteller sees what's best in their wheelhouse. And with Gadget, he has always seen storytelling and the photography being his best up to take or his, what most people would say, his peak. Um, you know, today's kids would be saying. So I don't mind with Gadget. I enjoy his art. I used to not be able to tell with his art when I first was starting to read it. I had to do a double take or triple read on what Gadget psychography was telling us as the audience. I feel like he has has actually gotten better over the years because now I actually only read it once. With him, my one-time read, I do flip a couple of times. So I guess two times within that read that I do to understand 
what Gedge is trying to tell us as the audience, but I feel like he has gotten better in the visual storytelling over the years a lot more. And I feel that that's very important as an artist that you improve in the visual aspect a lot more than than your than your than your actual key pen when you're trying to do every single week because that is a lot of work drawing week to week just to release a chapter. So I'm good with thoughts on this chapter because this chapter is really getting to the highlights of next week. Mm-hmm. Um, to the cliffhanger, or I think is the anticlimactic moment of this fight. I think it's a better word for it. As far as my chapter for the week, this was actually a tough week. This is a tough week. I don't know about you, but <laughs> this this is a tough this is a tough week, man. Uh, I think Undead Unlocked gave really good content. I think JJK also the fight in the choreography, like you said, was really good. One Piece was beautiful in its own right. Um. For for those that read One Punch Man, um, that was also was also a pretty solid chapter. I I am, I think I'm a bit stuck between between all of them. So here's what I will do. On my own implicit bias, I'm going to tell you why I I I liked each one or what was the highlight for each one i think the intensity that we got from endeavor and you know basically seeing the play out of the fight all together was beautiful for mha i think seeing the emotional uh range of niku and the intelligence of basically um andy in that fight to understand what he needed to do to win the fight was beautiful I think uh I think one piece was this was just we got so much good information. The the we got the flyers, we got the bounties, it was just so much that we got from it. And it was a place for me to be left on a cliff personally. Can't speak for the rest of the audience. And then who who did I miss? I said MHA, Undead Unlocked, JJK again, the choreography for the fight was just really good. One punch man artwork, super clean as per usual. Um, we saw we saw that uh, it wasn't over yet. The fight wasn't over, and we got this uh, form, this next form for uh, the we'll call them the antagonists. I don't want to say any names for anyone that's not keeping up, but we saw that, and we also saw that Saitama had to do um, consecutive normal punches. So the fight is still going, and it still stakes are still getting higher. I know there was um, uh, our brother had given us some concern that we might not see some cool moves, but I'm hoping that from reading the chapter this week that we are going to lead to seeing these um this, these debut moves that are supposed to come out from Saitama. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, uh, these were all good. They were all good in their own right, guys. I genuinely have no way of, I, I can't pick one. These were, this was just a really solid week of chapters. Um, as a solid week of chapters for those that don't know me, Kendall and Chris Conkling from Papaholics did a Dragon Ball Super review uh, last month. Go please check that out because we do plan to do Dragon Ball Super video this week. Um, the new chapters comes out tomorrow, so 22 hours from now. But we will see if we have time to get the video out tomorrow or we'll see if we could get out Tuesday or Wednesday. But we'll keep you guys posted on that. My chapter week, I have to give it to definitely... 
One Piece, My Hero, and Vintage Jersey Kuro Family as my three top rankings. And then number four and five would be JJK and The Unlocked. One Piece, come on, guys. It's an obvious thing. I like, like Henderson, not to be biased, but my name is literally Vash D Legend or Legend D Vash. It literally has the will of D there. Uh, for those that also can't wait to talk to discussion on Wednesday, uh, Vash Trigon guy is getting revamped on the new adaptation. Can't wait to talk about that either Wednesday. So, One Piece, come on. The reveals of our gold green bull. We see his possible type of different fool. You can have there's what could be called tree tree fool, vine vine fool, whatever it could be called. We get the big revelation of the four emperors of sea, and now it makes sense of what Oda did on one of the one of the uh, one of the cover volumes, volume twenty eight. Literally has all four of them: Bug the Clown, um, Shank, Luffy, and Teach. Was he trying to foreshadow that that these are the next four emperors? Who knows? Oda is known to foreshadow these type of things many years many months before things happened. So was this the case? Um, Luffy, Nick and Robin finally getting more into her character about Pluton. She girl has not forgotten. She's like, oh, Poneglyph, this is my character. Yo, where's Pluton at? So all these questions come to revelation and I'm happy for it. What my hair academia, we get our boy Endeavor. We get the name, hardworking, why he sees himself as a hero. Is he a superhero? All these things come to a fruition of his character. It comes more to question, like, hey, can he die? Will he die in this arc? Will he die in this battle? Will he die before the series ends? How will he still be acknowledged as a father? All these things come to fruition. Mission to Crew Family, again, continue the father theme. Fuck the father, because this father is worse than Endeavor. If you want to see a worse father than Endeavor, then go be Mission to Crew Family, because this guy's the worst father. I'll probably put him in the same boat as who's the worst father, Chris, um, uh, Will Tucker, the guy from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, or the father uh, from, Tucker. yeah, um, <clears throat> Shot Tucker, or the guy from Mission Jersey Family, because he's a scumbag. So trust me, if you want to see who's the worst father, go check that series out, because he's a bitch. And, uh, you know, Gigi K, Gary Fire choreography, under luck, like, you know, got you in the feels. It got you in the motion of the art. Fantastic. So, um, yes, show talking. Thank you for that chat. Um, Jesus, I hope Mitsumi Tashi or someone else gives him a lesson. We hope so. Um, definitely Tayo and the older brother will be giving him the lesson because that's what it is. Or mostly the whole family. But for the cliffhanger, if you do read on um, chapter 133, the cliffhanger of this chapter, makes the question, are the family going to be all right? Because technically the father is giving him given the whole world government of Japan a bit of a problem. So without spoilers, I don't want to continue on because I don't want to give anybody a vache. Um, no vache, no vache. Well, you know, before we hit the outro, sorry, while we hit the outro, I'm going to go first since this is a beautiful plug. Um, you know, vache means it's the uncontrollable way of spoiling something that you cannot control. And you know what? Check out the Careful Spoilers merch website because it's already out. The shirts, it's called Careful for Vache. The Careful shirts are out there already. So yeah. big shout out to Kendall for the thoughts and big shout out to Sam the Manga Man for the actual Urban Dictionary on the shirts. That's right. It's official. It's an official word in Urban Dictionary. I didn't know Sam, Sam the Goat made sure that it was posted <laughs> and it's been up there. It's been in existence for a while. So we got the 
official word and we got the official merch more more uh vash merch coming soon <laughs> yeah so definitely continue saying that buy your merch of careful Vache. and like always guys you can find me on legendary vash on social media everywhere else it's a standard name legendary vash ig twitter everyone else not sure about TikTok and everything else, um, but you can find me on, on, on the same publication of Twitter and IG and YouTube and everything else and Discord as well. Definitely. And continue supporting Anime Lady. Continue supporting Careful Spoilers. Subscribe, like, comment. And all the team members um, are down below. Kendall, Sam, Ray, Spicy, Abe, where to find them. And our good friends um, in the mind of the blurred and everyone else. They're at a con. Go check them out. And Kendall, where can people find you and where can they support you as well? You know, you can follow your boy at Kendall X Anime on the social medias. I've been trying to be a lot more active on Twitter. So that's definitely the place to hit me up. Uh, I'm also trying to, over the course of the next couple of weeks, the months, I'm going to be trying to do some more of those voice acting challenges on TikTok. So if you go follow your boy on TikTok as well, um, give it a like, give it a share, give it a save, give it all the attention. Um, definitely trying to get into my bag with that and then of course uh information down below you can follow my link tree um more streams to be coming on my bro black hearts twitch channel so look out for that and i um, appreciate everybody that's been showing love and supporting um and if you go into DreamCon, make sure you come find your boy other than that guys we see you on wednesday um we haven't yet um, decided what's the um discussion conversation but we'll see you on wednesday and definitely on the C4S Thursday night for Miss Marvel Fridays for C4S Villains. And next week, coming back on Shona Ronan episode 47 without One Piece. And again, you know, just to remind you guys without Black Clover still, Black Clover still on hiatus in case you guys care or want to be reminded. Black Clover still on hiatus as well. Well, then, that we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>